Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, we're in this brand new series called Knowing Jesus. This series is about our spiritual life, about our God life, our God relationship. And all of us, whether we believe or we don't believe, all have a spiritual life. All have a spiritual life because we are spiritual beings, whether we recognize it or we don't. Today, I want to read a passage uh, from Luke's gospel. And, and this is something that will speak to us, whether we are someone who maybe isn't all that sure about God, like the person I met on the weekend uh, who said to me, I'm not really all that sure about the religious stuff. I went to a religious school, but I don't really understand much. But later in the day said, hey, you know, you explain things well, I, I, I get some of this. Or you're the person who is very spiritually mature and you have a great love of God, a knowledge of God, experience of God. Whoever you are, this will help us uh, and help you step forward uh, in your spiritual life. I'm going to read from Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. And it says this, He entered Jericho, that's Jesus entered Jericho, and was passing through it. A man there was named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass uh, that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. Now, as we know, tax collectors were not very popular. They were seen to be dishonest people. They were collecting taxes for the, for the occupying military force, the Romans, and they often fleeced extra off for themselves. And so here's Zacchaeus. He, um, uh, he hears that Jesus is coming his way. Because he's short, he climbs a tree. And wherever we are, Jesus sees us. So here he is in a tree. Jesus notices him, says to him, Hey, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your place today. So Zacchaeus comes down and welcomes him to his place. Look at verse 7. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. See, other, other people complained. Uh, sometimes and we see this often, the spiritually mature or, or, or knowledgeable often complain that people who don't get it so much sometimes get more attention because they are in need of the message of the gospel and need it explained to them in certain ways. And sometimes they, we complain, people complain because, well, their people are behaving in ways that are contrary to what they believe the gospel is, so therefore they should be rejected. Well, Jesus seemed to go after the rejected. He seemed to go after the people who were breaking the rules very strongly. And then he come, and, and when he gets to Zacchaeus' house, verse 8, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, uh, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I'll pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Now what do I want to, want to, want to point out in this story? is very often there are some of us who feel very intimidated by being a growing or mature Christian or becoming a mature Christian because for fear of what God might ask of us. 
fear of what God might ask us to do, to give up, to rules we feel we need to keep. But to be honest with you, that's the wrong approach. Because whenever we read the scriptures, the, the, the scriptures seem to have a different perspective. Well, Jesus did for certainly. All Jesus asks us to do is to respond to what he's asking at the time. Jesus sees Zacchaeus, he says, oh, I'd love to come to your house. When, he see, when Jesus sees Peter, um, Simon Peter, his brother Andrew, he says, come follow me. To Zacchaeus, and uh, sorry, to the, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, he says to them, come follow me. In other words, often we can make following Jesus far more complex where all that Jesus is asking us to do is follow me today. Do what you need to do today. You'll have strength and grace to respond to me today. If I knew what God had asked of me through my life, back when I was younger, I don't know that I could have said yes. I don't know that I could have. I don't know that I could have sold the houses and moved to different cities and different places. I don't know that I could have traveled like I have and been away and sometimes that's tremendously hard. I don't know that I could have done many of the things that I did, but they were never the things that I was told to concentrate on. I was just told to concentrate on what's ahead of you today. How do you respond today? Um, you know, like we read in the scriptures, it says, love your enemy. Well, that's hard to do. But what I really heard God say on any given day was love the people that are in front of you today. Um, you know, in your thoughts, don't worry about trying to be someone who's pure of thought altogether. Just be worried about what you think of today. In other words, what Jesus consistently seems to say is, what do you need to do today? Do that. Just respond to me. Come follow me. Jesus didn't say to Peter, hey, Peter, you know, come follow me. And in the end, what will happen is that you will be killed. Now, I don't know that that would have sold terribly well. Hey, come follow me and you'll get killed. Now, he didn't. He didn't. What he said was, come follow me. And then grace comes and ability comes and we begin to be transformed and we see differently. And then God can ask us of all the different things. For Zacchaeus, it was simple. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Yes, I'm not doing what I'm meant to do, but who is this guy? And Jesus says, I, I want to come to your place. Jesus says, Zacchaeus says, come. And when he has this confrontation and he meets Jesus for himself, all of a sudden he realizes, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. But the first step was, all I need to do today is, is you want to come to my house, Jesus? Come on, come over. And, and whether you're someone who's a very mature Christian, I've been doing this Christian thing for a long time. And, and often I can talk about holiness and I, I can think about trying to be the Christian person that God wants me to be. But the working out of that is, what do I need to do today? What am I watching on TV today that's appropriate or inappropriate? What, what am I saying today that's appropriate or inappropriate? What do, how is Jesus talking to me today? I can't solve everything and be everything. What's he calling me to do today and to do that? Well, as we finish today, uh, we would all be very aware of the war that has started up uh, in Israel. 
And whilst I do not know the details of it and I don't, will not attempt to speak to the, to the detail of it, what we know is on both sides are good and beautiful people. What we know on both sides are people who in their own ways are seeking love and peace. And yet this war is causing massive destruction. This is not something that I simplistically could speak to because it is complex in many ways. I wanna call you and me to pray, like many Christians around the world, to pray, as many people from other religions who are praying for peace at this time. We know that in Europe, there is a looming war between a couple of European nations rising there once again. We know through Africa, there is political and military unrest in numerous countries, as there is in countries all over the world. The world is in need of God. And sometimes the dominant images on our screens are the latest thing to occur. Uh, I remember when Ukraine started, all of our images were on Ukraine uh, and the war there. Let's pray for peace in our world today. See, that is something that you and I can do. Maybe you can't travel to those places and bring peace between disagreeing parties. Today, you can pray for peace. Loving God, we just ask right now that you would come to these places that we have mentioned. And Lord, for most of us, it's beyond our ability to do anything. But as Christians, we can do the most powerful thing and pray. We pray for all involved. We pray that hearts would be changed. We pray that lives, Lord God, would matter so much that people would find restraint. Lord God, in the midst of the, these atrocities, Lord God, that are happening in so many different countries, Lord God. And Lord, many of us come from different sides of the arguments. We have different perspectives. Lord God, I don't, I don't seek to speak on that. I seek to speak on peace. Bless those who will bring it. Bless those who lead. Give wisdom to those in positions of responsibility. And may people be called to fall to their knees and to acknowledge you as Lord and as God and to use the weapons of our spiritual life which is your love, your grace, your power, and your might in the world. Lord God, we can do that today. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget wherever you are, God's never, ever far from you.